the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, wow, what an opening. Mike Gonzalez, Senior Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, Washington, D.C., since 2009. He spent close to 20 years as a journalist, 15 of them writing from Europe, Asia, Latin America. This man has been everywhere. He left journalism to join the Bush administration as a speechwriter, moved on to the State Department's European Bureau. He wrote speeches. He wrote op-eds. Heritageorg.staff. Mike Gonzalez. Now, Mike, you've written a book, and this is just an incredible book, uh, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. That's the book that you've written. And you open the book by talking, by opening August Day, 1834, a Maryland farming stable not far from Chesapeake Bay, Frederick Douglass, teenager, held off his sadistic master, Edward Colby. Now, what's that got to do with Black Lives Matter, other than the Lake and Douglas debate? That's a very <laughs> unusual opening. Well, I wanted to describe, get into the person of uh, Frederick Douglass. Right. Because Frederick Douglass was a, <clears throat> a, a slave. Uh, then he became free. Then he became uh, the, the, the country's best-known abolitionist. And he, as I explained later on in that chapter, so in that chapter he has a, this, this very well-known fight where he defeats a black man who was, who was a sadistic white man who was terrorizing him. Right, and, and that, that pretty like, well that stopped that the slave owner, Kobe, stopped him pretty much dead in his tracks, didn't it? Right, right. And then he became a, a big defender of the Constitution. He, he In fact, he used the Constitution to demand the right the rights for enslaved African Americans, the same way that Martin Luther King, <coughs> about a hundred and uh, about uh, about one hundred and thirty years later, right. used the Declaration to demand the rights for African Americans suffering under Jim Crow. So here you Absolutely. have here you have Frederick Douglass and Martin Luther King celebrating our founding documents, not not trying to destroy them, celebrating our founding documents in saying, America, live up to these ideals in these documents. Right. right. And it's the opposite of what black, the Black Lives Matter organization and their founders do. They want to tear down these documents. They hate these documents. <clears throat> well, they, these documents are documents that have given us freedom. Now, I don't understand something, but then I do, because I've had the same problem. This was originally banned by Amazon. You're apparently just too much truth for them to handle. That's that's incredible. And you're writing about the original documents. You're writing about what originally has happened and where it's gone. Why would anybody ban that? Are they afraid of you? I like that. If they're afraid of you, you're in good company. You know, <laughs> I guess you'd be banned as well. Um, oh, yes. Listen, so, so what they said was, <clears throat> incredibly enough, they said, uh, look, uh, we're banned the ads for your books because you've written on a, an issue that is being debated. So they say debated, not debatable, oh. not debatable, debated. And I just had the, the, the funnest time writing op-eds for the New York Post and doing interviews like this one saying, I write about public policy in a democracy, 
we have to debate public policy. In Amazon, right, Amazon, right, right. How do you determine the facts if you can't debate it? I mean, we, you and I were brought up at a time where they told you question authority. That means you have to debate and find out. And that's how we ultimately come to a consensus. That's what we need in the country is a consensus. You can't have a consensus if one side can't be heard. Well, well, better than the consensus, that's how you arrive at truth. You discover truth right, that way. Right. The, the argument, the, the argument that survives, <clears throat> is is hopefully the one closest to truth. Um. Uh, so so, if, uh, to Amazon's great credit, they apologized, and they right. said, and they didn't. They could have taken the easy way out <clears throat> and said it was an algorithm. They didn't say it was an algorithm. They said right. it was human error. I e. Somebody at Amazon hated my book. Right. And decided to ban the ads for the sales. And they changed it. They said the, the ads are being sold now. My book is selling well on Amazon, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. And they, they have left me alone since. <clears throat> so I complained about it. We lodged an official complaint. And I worked for a Washington large organization, the Heritage Foundation. Right, right. I just wonder when it happens to somebody who doesn't have the institutional advantages, you know, when big tech goes after an American who is just an individual, I wonder how much satisfaction he or she will get. They wouldn't get any, you know that. The fact of the matter is one little guy sitting in the basement there can cancel anybody. That's what's a major problem. But you're writing the truth. 2020, Black Lives Matter put as their mission to eradicate white supremacy after George Floyd's death. Well, according to what I've seen, the only black lives that matter to them are black thugs' lives. They don't care about most blacks. The media describes them as peaceful. They were nothing, nothing about peaceful. 12,000 demonstrations, 633 riots after George Floyd's death with Black Lives Matter and Antifa together. When you're looking at that, uh, I'm, I'm very sorry, Michael, but how much peace do you see in... 633 riots and 12,000 demonstrations. Demonstrations, fine, but 633 riots shutting down various cities, that's not peaceful. <laughs> and, and those figures come from the U.S. Crisis Monitor, who is very BLM-friendly, right? And they right. buried those figures. They, you know, Joy Pulliam of the Federalist discovered this in footnotes <clears throat> and alerted people like me. And And the interesting thing is, is that they actually say, well, the, the, the demonstrations were mostly peaceful. 633, it's a small fraction of 12,000. Yes, actually, it is. But 633 riots as an absolute number is enormous. And as we know, they were the costliest, as I put in my book, the costliest civil unrest in, in, in U.S. history. What I did not know yet when I was writing my book in 2020 but we knew last year is that the spike in murders, the homicide rate in 2020, that fateful year, <clears throat> was, you ready for this? 30%. Oh. A 30% wow. increase in homicides, which oh. was unheard of. Never in the history of the Republic had there been a 30% rise in murders, people getting killed by other humans. And, and the, the, the next year after that, the previous record was 1968, another politically violent year, and, right. and that was 
12%. So, so 2020 blew past that, that inglorious record of 1968, <clears throat> and I have to lay it at the feet of Black Lives Matter because of something called the Ferguson effect. The Ferguson effect is when police pull back, when police become less proactive, when they stop going into certain neighborhoods. And they, by the way, most of the people who get killed are, are black Americans. Our black compatriots get murdered because of the violence that, it, right. that, that exists in cities after in cities where there has been a BLM process. That that's what the what the, the Ferguson uh, the Ferguson effect is. And the media reporting on the 2020 spike never mentioned this a very little. What it said was a, a result of COVID, which is completely counterintuitive and false in my view. Because the rest of the world, the other 199 countries in the world, also had COVID, and they experienced a decrease in homicides. We experienced an enormous spike followed in 2021 by other spikes. Oh, now, one of the goals of uh, Marxist goals, one of the goals of Black Lives Matter, is uh, to dismantle the family. Now, this is what destroyed the black community during the um, Johnson and Johnson administration when the fathers left the family and they were required to because they didn't get welfare unless that happened. And it really, with the destruction of the family and taking God out of the uh, family and God out of the black community, which never has happened, it's not going to happen, but this has been the destruction of the black community. You look back at the families and everything in the 1940s, 1950s, the blacks were actually making huge strides up until up until the fathers left the families. And at that point, they didn't have the people. Young kids need a role model. I needed a role model. You needed a role model. We had to have a family role model. It made a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes all the difference, actually. You know, before, in the 1930s and 40s, Blacks had a, mar- a, a marriage rate higher than whites. Right. By the way. Right. So, right. Yeah. Slightly yeah. higher, but higher. And when Daniel Patrick Moynihan, probably the, the, the world's smartest <laughs> Democrat, starts writing about this in the 60s, he is he is looking at the rise in out-of-wedlock births among black Americans. And he is horrified. And the out-of-wedlock birth back then was 26%. Today, it's 73%. Wow. And, and, right. And so, so you're quite right. Black Lives Matter on his website had very anti-family language. And that is something else that I think that I have criticized him for. Uh, because what are the two, what are the two of the biggest problems that we have in black communities? A, a high murder rate and high and in, 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 a, in very, a very low number, very low percentage of intact families. And they're hurtful in both these areas. By the way, these are also very bad dysfunctions with white. This, this, these, are, these are colorblind killers, right? Whenever right. In, in white communities, when the, when the fathers start to leave or where babies are born out of wedlock, it is also a killer. This is something that affects everybody, no matter what, the, what your color is. <clears throat> so Black Lives Matter had this on their website until I wrote about it in 2020, then because a lot of people read that piece that I wrote with my colleague Andy Olivastro. They took it down like good communists they are. They, 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 they airbrushed it out of the website. 
But that goes back, Erskine, that goes back to the manifesto, the Communist Manifesto of 1848, in which Marx and Engels write very explicitly the quotes, the, the words, abolish the family, quote-unquote. Communists have been at war with the family since 1848, and every communist since then has hated the family because it is the basic institution of, of society that blocks the creation of a totalitarian state. That's the reason why they have to get rid of the family. Back uh, when I, I lived in Oklahoma for a while, I had a lot of black friends. I'd go into their homes. There would always be three pictures. There'd be a picture of Jesus. There'd be a picture of Martin Luther King and a picture of John F. Kennedy. The The black community was more religious. They were more uh, into loving America than most of the people that I knew in the white community. It was a joy going in. I had friends who said, uh, every time I go in, they'd have somebody different sitting there. He said, if a man's hungry, I'm going to feed him. These were wonderful salt-of-the-earth people. Black Lives Matter isn't. Uh, the money, you get into the money part. Now, you get into the founders, you get into the money. The leaders, Patrice uh, Cullors, Alicia Garza, Melina Abdullah. I mean, all of these people uh, were all leftists, and they all were. They all bought a six million dollar house in California. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get back. The money and Black Lives Matter. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. Caring about black lives, black lives matter. How much of a caring is done? In a story filed in February, Campbell wrote that uh, Michael Brown Sr., Lisa Simpson and Samara Rice, father of uh, Michael Brown and the mothers of Tamara Rice and Richard Risher, have uh, complained that they haven't seen a penny from Black Lives Matter. Brown released a video in 2020 asking for money while his two while the two mothers called for Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation and others to stop capitalizing on their tragedy, capitalizing on the tragedy and not giving anybody any money. We don't want or need y'all parading in the streets, accumulating donations, platform movie deals off the deaths of our loved ones. The families and communities are left clueless and broken. Don't say our loved ones' names, period. That's our truth. Now, what is so interesting about that is, meanwhile, the three leaders, Collins, Garza, and Abdullah, got a $6 million house in California. What are they doing with the money? Even the IRS doesn't know where the money's gone, do they? No, no they, they haven't told the IRS, and Patrice Collier's 
<clears throat> says that the Form 990, which BLM GNF has to fill out as charity, that's a 501c3 organization, she says that it's triggering, that, that, is, that that's the government uh, um, weaponizing the bureaucracy against them. Uh, weaponizing the bureaucracy that's weaponized against all of us because IRS, you know, the, they took in $60 million, for goodness 90, sake. 90. 90, yeah. March 29th, 2020, $6.3 million mansion cash in Montreal. Black Lives Matter yeah. Global Foundation. Sounds like the Clinton Global Foundation. $8 million <laughs> for a house in Toronto, former headquarters of the Communist Party in uh, Canada. I mean, this is insanity. What are they, real estate moguls? Are they out to try to help black people? They aren't doing either one, are they? Well, they, I think the New York Post said BLM stands for buying large mansions. But, you know, uh, with, uh-huh. with, the, with, with buying the former <laughs> Communist Party, of the headquarters of the Communist Party of Canada, at least they did not have to redecorate, right? They just, they no, just no, keep it and, the and same. Leave, <laughs> right. Leave the, the poster of, of the Bolshevik Revolution on the wall. Well, I'd like to know where Black Lives Matter was when a lot of the police were being killed during the riots. A lot of black policemen were being killed. Uh, where were they when the Texas National Guardsman, a real hero, Bishop Evans, 22 years old, died trying to save illegals from drowning? Where were they when that National Guardsman died? Where was... Uh, President Biden, where was Kamala? I care so much about the black community when this National Guardsman died trying to save the life of illegals who presumably also were drug dealers. But he didn't care. He was out there to save lives. He didn't ask their nationality. He didn't ask their color. He was there to save people's lives. God bless Bishop Evans for what he did. Yeah, no, exactly. And and, and these are examples of, of, of did, did, let me ask you did al sharpton show up at his funeral i don't think so. <laughs> so these are examples of americans who have actually done a lot for the country right. not just for their own community look what i say all the time is that the grift the grift is it's to be noticed i wish i wish that the media reported on the grift but what bothers me about blm is not the grift uh we have we will always have grifters what bothers me a great deal about BLM is the, 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 the communist indoctrination of the founders, the creators, uh, and leaders of Black Lives Matter. All the people you named, Abdullah, uh, Kalurs, Garza, and also a fourth one, Paul Tometi, who's a devotee of, of Nicolas Maduro, the communist dictator of Venezuela, they all went through, they were either associated with communist or Marxist groups, or they were trained in the case of Garza and Colors, by, by Marxist theoreticians who knew the intricacies of how to infiltrate institutions, how to indoctrinate Americans, how to, 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 to take over the cultural institutions. And they, we'll, be, we'll be right back and talk about how Black Lives Matter have not really helped the black community. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with Michael Gonzalez, Black BLM, the making of a new Marxist revolution. Now, they've run headlong into a problem when they have the problem of abortion. 36% of all abortions are in the black community, even though they only have about 12% of the population. 2010 to 2016, 17, gather this number, 17 million black abortions. 2016, more black babies were aborted than born in New York City. New York City, 38.7% of all abortions were in the black community. Uh, 2020, 259,366 black Americans killed by abortions. I mean, this is, this is genocide, and it was started by Margaret Sanger, who was a Ku Klux Klan member who was in favor, or at least she... Uh, uh, gave speeches before the Klan, who was in favor of euthanasia. This is killing the black community. How can they support abortion? How in the world can they support? And then I watched Kamala Harris with a very impassioned speech. Oh, this is so bad for women. Is it really bad for women? How about for the babies who are killed? I think it's a little worse, a little worse for them. It's sort of like, you know, the chicken gives up an egg, but the bacon you eat, the the pig gives up its life. I'm not comparing people to pigs, but I'm saying it's the same type of thing. One gives up their life. One, it's an inconvenience. You know, this is this is just incredible. What do you think, uh, Michael? Am I in on the right track on this, on the abortion situation? No, no. I mean, you're right. Uh, this is a bit far afield from Black Lives Matter, <clears throat> but Margaret Sanger, was all the things you just said, she was a very, very ugly, racist person. Well, well, way I tied it into Black Lives Matter is the fact that if Black Lives Matter doesn't, uh, Black Lives of yet to be born children matter to them. No, those lives don't matter at all. Right. No, and and, and, I, and as we said, their attacks on the family are just a, a something that, that betrays the deep Marxism, and uh, but something that is also very very harmful uh, to the black community, which already has a very high out-of-wedlock rate, which causes a lot of problems down the line. You know, they say that if you follow the success sequence, that if you graduate first, get a job, then marry, then have kids, and if you do it in that sequence, it's the sequence that matters, you have a chance of escaping poverty of over 95%, uh, and and all the the attendants uh, dysfunctions that go with poverty, you know, truancy, crimin- criminality, 
uh, you know, spending time in prison, etc. Uh, because, as you said, you, you know, you have a father at home that models good behavior, that 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 acculturates people to deal with authority outside, uh, you know, uh, with the male authority. Um, so, so uh, yes, I mean, I think that the the ideas that the BLM organizations push uh, are do a lot more harm and, and do not in any way alleviate or try to work for social justice in our society. Absolutely. Now, the big lie that has been covered up by all the media, the Black Lives Matter Global uh, Network Foundation founders were all trained by Marxist uh, theoreticians on how to overthrow the American system. This is the big lie that's been uh, been covered over. How they cover it over, and they had to cover over this. You sh- this is a lie. They all were trained by Marxists. Tell a little more about that, please, Michael. Well, for example, <clears throat> Alicia Garza, her first uh, her first job uh, was uh, in the School of, of Unity and Liberation, uh, Seoul, which was founded by Harmony Goldberg, who's a cultural anthropologist, who's also a, a, a an expert on Antonio Gramsci. It was Antonio Gramsci who first wrote about, who first really turned Marxism into cultural Marxism, who first said, well, the workers are not, never going to rise because they have false consciousness. What we need to do is, is, is infiltrate them, infiltrate society, organize them, and then indoctrinate them into how much, you know, tell them that they're oppressed, show them their oppression, and, 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 and then make them agents of revolution. Wow. Uh, well, this, this is the same same thing they've done with the schools, same thing they've done with the churches, many of the churches yes, in yes, America. Yes, so they've got the same tactics that they use, but they're using it on the blacks. Are the blacks really still, most in the black community, are they buying into it? Or are they starting to wake up? I think, personally, from people who I know, I think a lot of the black community is waking up to this. We're not going to be used more. We're not going to be used again. They're very questioning of the COVID uh, because they know what happened at the Tuskegee experiment. They're questioning authority, but they're also questioning the people who have been using them, especially with your book, where you come out and you talk about how people have been used, how they're using the tragedy that happened. Somebody dies and they use their name for grubbing for money and the people who they're using their name never get anything. This isn't fair. This isn't fair to them. No, this is this is exactly Erskine, the reason why I decided to write my book, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution, because I said, I can see this very clearly. This is, this is all in the public domain. All we have to do is quote them. And I decided, well, I'm going to write a book that has everything. The vast majority of my footnotes are me quoting leftist sources, I don't quote conservative sources, really. Uh, and let's get this out because the media is not doing it. Let's no. expose the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Let's not pretend that Black Lives Matter is a concept. It is a concept. By the way, as a concept, I embrace it. I, 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 I say Black Lives Matter gladly because Black Lives Matter to me. And right. I think it's important to say it. But it's the organizations and the, and, and the founders of the organizations that are devoted to dismantling the American way of life. All I have to do is quote you, Alicia Garza. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a verbatim quote. We have to dismantle the organizing principle of society, unquote. She, ha- she also said we have to dismantle 
have we, we've organized as a society. That is her goal. It's not improving anybody's lives. It's upending the American way of life. They're very open about this. Wow. Boy, they, they just don't hold back. But the fact is, they're not helping anybody, and they're destroying what is good with America. And like you say, I think the start of the book was so important because you had people like Frederick Douglass. You had people like Martin Luther King who used the founding documents saying, you're not going far enough with it, but the founding documents give us our answer. So they believed in America. Martin Luther King believed in America. Uh, Frederick Douglass believed in America. This is what you're saying, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this is you, you use the founding documents to expand freedom. You don't destroy right. the founding documents. Right. They, they want to look at the negative. You're looking at the positive. Yes, we did not fulfill our goals. We have fulfilled our goals. We were one of the first nations in the world to do away with slavery. Nobody's being taught that, are they? And we made anti-slavery a political issue. We, right. we made abolitionism a cause, which was right. not maybe maybe Britain, you know, also made abolitionism a cause. But we were right there in saying, no, this is a big wrong, and we spent hundreds of thousands of lives trying to cor- trying to correct that wrong. Right, and and people fought a civil war partially over that, and that is more than any other nation has done for human rights. This country has cared over the years. Now, when you're looking at this, I want to ask you a couple of other questions. The Black Lives Matter got Coca-Cola. They got Wendy's. They got all these organizations to give them money. How did they do that? Did they threaten them? What did they do? How did they do it? I think, and then, and I, I'm asked this question all the time. I always say I don't have a degree in psychiatry but, or psychology, but right. I think that there are many different answers. One is the, the people in the C-suites, the CEO, the CMO, the CFO, Bill graduated from top schools, I believe schools where they were given a, a you know, they, they were given a, a large measure of Marxism. Uh, they were never taught that communism was bad. I think that HR has, uh, the, the, the rise of HR in American, in the corporate world has, has, uh, has been, my HR where I work is fantastic. But a lot of times, HR just becomes the 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 the, the, coach, the political commissars of political correctness, and that is that is not wrong, you know. That is not, that is not good. Uh, I think there's also the fact that the corporations may feel that they have made too much profit, and they have made too much profit through cronyism, through privilege, government privileges, tax breaks, right. and they want to hide that. They want to virtue signal to hide the fact. You know, we apologize for being for being white. Um, we try to be less white. You know, Coca-Cola has to be less white. Uh, by which Coca-Cola is still a profit-making enterprise. You're not fooling anybody. So they're virtually extorting money from some of these companies. What you're saying? I, I, I couldn't hear you. Can you repeat that? All of a sudden, I hear you very faintly. Okay, virtually extorting money from some of these companies. I, I think a little, some of it is extortion. A lot of it, is, I think it's all voluntary. It's voluntary Sh- for very shaming, shaming them into giving money. Maybe it'd be a better word. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, but I think, You're that, right. I think that because of people like me and many others 
writing about the truth of Black Lives Matter, they're doing this a lot less. I think that donations, corporate donations and foundational donations for Black Lives Matter has increased to a great degree. Well, in in your book, in your articles, you talk about uh, probably close to $20 million just spent on houses for the, the elites in Black Lives Matter. That's insane. That's enough reason to have uh, their nonprofit organization taken from them. And the IRS knows nothing about where the money went in. Over $66 million. That's that's real money. That's real money. And what have they done for the black community? If they tear down American society, where these people got to go? Nowhere except to the government with their hand out. It's a really bad situation. And, you know, what they need to give people a helping hand. People don't need a handout, but they need a helping hand. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I think people are seeing the truth. Uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm generally optimistic that I think uh, what they what they have done by trying to overthrow the way we're constituted as a society is that they have woken up a lot of people. Right. When let me let me switch because I know that working with the Heritage Foundation and you've worked in so many places. Europe, Asia, Latin America, all over the world. When you're looking at the situation going on over the world and situation in the Ukraine and the situation with Taiwan, has American diplomacy ever been in worse shape, uh, uh, Mike, in your opinion? No, I, you know, I think this has been, I think Biden has been an unmitigated disaster. I think what we're seeing in the Ukraine, so there's no casus belly, right? There's no no reason for the Ukraine war except for one thing, the totally embarrassing and humiliating and shameful withdrawal from Afghanistan. That right. You're saying that a lot of what we're seeing now in foreign policy and a lot of disasters was predicated on our uh, incredibly bad way we withdrew from Afghanistan then. I, he, he I think will you're never, right. Biden will never be able to wash his hands of this. This, this, the shame of this will always be with them. Right. And it should be. I mean, he did that, and, and a most that was the most despicable thing, the way for the U.S. to tuck tail and get out there. Who would have thought that you should have done it in such a way and left Americans and others who helped us behind? We lost trust in the world at that point. Oh, you know, Eric, and I travel the world. I was in Guatemala right. last week. I was in Spain Last month, I was in Belgium late last year. Our name, people are just looking at us and saying, what are you doing? That's what I was wondering, if they weren't looking at the U.S. in that manner, because they have to. This was a country that they looked up to. They respected power. They respected strength. But they don't. The respect of the U.S. is gone. Even the Chinese, when they met with Blinken, they had no respect for him. They showed that at the meeting in Alaska, didn't they? Oh, my God. They berated our Secretary of State. But look, what do you expect when our own ambassador to the United Nations, Linda uh, uh, Thomas, says that that our founding ideals were wrong, that we have systemic racism? You know, the Chinese Communist government doesn't have to write that stuff. All they have to do is mimeograph our ambassador to the U.S. speeches, and just repeat, repeat it. Well, I wish you'd write a book on that, and I'll tell you why. 
because nobody has had more experience in more places than you have. You've seen it when people respected the U.S. You've seen it the way it is today. And you've actually been there, Michael. You've got foot, feet on the ground. You need to write about it. Well, thank you. That's given me an idea. I'll go it. Because you, you have a unique perspective. I can't think of anybody who can give a more fair or honest perspective than you can. Uh, because as this happens, not only are we losing respect abroad, we're losing respect at home among world leaders. And people, once you lose the respect of various countries, they'll take advantage of you. And that's exactly what's happening. They know that we are what the Chinese used to call paper tiger now. Under, under President Trump, we were a country that had power. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Sorry, Mike, Michael Gonzalez. And two things that I'd like you to remember, heritage.org, heritage.org. It's a wonderful site. And also get a copy of BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. It'll give you a whole different way to look at things. It'll give you a whole different way to view what's going on. Movements that you might think is terrible, you might think it's great. He gives you the facts. It's about money. That's the one thing that's so funny to me. These Marxists who want to give everything to everybody, they're the first ones to grab the money. They're not living poor. No, they're living high on the hog. That's something to really recognize. That's the dichotomy among Marxists. Yeah, they want uh, everybody, oh, yeah, sacrifice uh, for the lot and everything else. It doesn't work that way, does it, Michael? No, no, no. Look, as I said, in a way, they never have said, that they're going to help individual black lives. They, you know, they are there to dismantle society. They're right. there because they think that capitalism is racist, which is not, obviously. That's an immense falsehood, right? In capitalism, if you're purple and you build a better mousetrap, you're going to be a very wealthy person. But they don't say that. They say capitalism is racist. They get rid of capitalism. They never say we're going to, to you know, give people back their uh, their individual agency. No, they say we're, we're going to not only destroy the family, not... Patricia Colors had a video uh, which she published in 2021, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and what she said, not only do we want to defund the police, we want to get rid of the police, we want to get rid of the jails and prisons, 
We have to get oh, rid yeah. of all surveillance, and we want to get rid of the courts. Now, Erskine, no society survives that. No society survives no police, no prison, no courts. No, no. But they know that because they have told us also that what it wants to do is a society. They're actually internally consistent in some way. And without the police, what area suffers the most? The poor areas, the poor yeah, blacks, the, rich the poor the whites. Right. I, I watched a picture I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and it showed a seven-year-old girl walking with her father in New York, and she watched her father being shot down on the street. This is yeah, what you that. get without police. I mean, if, that, if, if your heart doesn't break on that, it doesn't break, period. Now, Black Lives Matter is a marketing ploy. It worked very well for them. Realize what it is. It is a Marxist marketing ploy. They are just words. Black lives do not matter to them. They matter a lot more to to the people who give, but not to the Black Lives Matter movement. It's a Marxist movement. They want to tear down everything that's been built up. And America is not that bad to where everything needs to be torn down. We need build back and build it right. We've done it time after time. We're a country that picks ourselves up and changes. If we're doing something wrong, we change it. We don't keep it the same. That's the good thing about America, in my opinion. Now, that's what I always say. You know, I, I, I travel the world. I have lived in seven countries at least a year. America is not perfect. America is a place on Earth. That means it's never going to be perfect. But America is pretty good. Before we dismantle America and destroy America, we need to figure out uh, whether we really want to, want to do this. No, and I think the answer among most people is no, we don't, because we have provided uh, safety, we provided uh, uh, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and let's face it, we're the only country in the world, one of the few, that says our rights come from God, not from some people, not from the government, but come from God. I think that's a major point. I think that is the key point. I think that's the reason why we're free. Is that natural right. rights are built into the founding documents, and we're the only country that draws its legitimacy from natural rights. From natural rights from God, not from some man-made rights. That makes us different. And it doesn't matter what version of God you believe in, Muslim, uh, Baptist, uh, Catholic, uh, Buddhist, but God has provided us with certain rights, and they are inalienable rights. The documents, if some of these Black Lives Matter people and more Americans were taught this in school, that's why Heritage Foundation is doing such a good, great job. I'm glad to talk with you and anybody. Thank from you, Erskine, and thank you for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Well, you're making a difference. You are absolutely making a difference in the world. You are bringing this to light, and you're saying, yeah, things aren't perfect. We'll admit that, but they're a darn sight better. You've traveled the world. They're better here than most places, aren't they, Michael? <laughs> yeah, that's why there's a long line outside of for people waiting to get in. People are literally falling out of planes. There's no line of people wanting to leave here. Thank you for being on, Michael. And Thank best you. luck Thanks with your book. Best luck with your book. It's going to really tell well. Black Thank Lives you. Matter. Thanks. Bye. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh boy, are we really got a treat for you right now. My friend Susan Bradford, she's an author, she's a public speaker, she's a true investigative reporter covering the machinations of the deep state. She founded the European Review, the department publication for the University of Essex in the UK. She was a news writer for KNX News Radio LA, producer for Fox News Channel, assignment editor for Voice of America, and lead investigative journalist on the Abramoff investigation. Her books include Royal Bloodlines, my favorite, Tartar Treachery, Unmasked, the Coronavirus Story, the United Church of Heist. Boy, if you haven't read that. I'll show you what's happening to the churches, especially to the United Church of Christ, because her grandfather was one of the leaders of that church and founded basically one of the founders. And boy, what happened to them when the communists took over? F133C3D, that's the unmasking of Elon Musk. We're going to talk about that. And also her latest, The End of Globalism, how the Rothschilds used Donald Trump as a Trojan horse to deceive patriots perpetrate color of law governments. Now, that that book will upset some people. It doesn't matter. Truth will be upsetting. We're going to discuss the real Elon Musk at the end of globalism, susanbradford.org. Susan, welcome. Good to have you with us. Hi, Erskine. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Now, Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. Now, this isn't something that Elon has... uh, I'm looking at Elon. He's certainly a dichotomy. I've I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Tell us a little bit about Elon Musk, please. Okay, now, Elon Musk is um, his grandfather founded the Technocratic Party in uh, in Canada, and uh, he is advancing um, a technocratic uh, agenda that was launched uh, in England at the end of World War II. It's called um, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. And what that agenda is about, it's essentially about um, tracking and tracing every human being on Earth through automation and for the purposes of regulating their energy expenditure um, so that they can kind of monitor and, and essentially control the population. Um, now, well, I, during, I it, during World uh, War II, the Canadian government ran his family out of Canada because he was... Uh, doing what they wanted to do in Nazi Germany to track everybody. And they uh, and this is exactly the program they put into communist China. So this man comes from a tradition of not very nice people doing that type of thing, tracking everybody, right? Yes, that's that's correct. And that's essentially it's um, the basis of tyranny. And yes, those, uh, the tracking was used in Nazi Germany to keep track of all the Jewish prisoners right. in, in the concentration camps. Wow. Wow. That's his family history. That uh, doesn't bode well. And you talk about uh, how he got started um, uh, with the Oklahoma, the Indian country, among other cases, that allowed the British monarch captured land lost in the revolution. And I mean, there's all sorts of stories about him. Go ahead. A few more. 
Yes. So I, I, I saw uh, recently um, he uh, he was uh, praised by the British Parliament. They said that he's doing exactly what they wanted him to do, and that's to regulate uh, free speech. But they're going to be doing this in the interest of, you know, um, more polite speech. That's the excuse. They said that um, they want everybody identified and basically tracked and traced through Twitter so they know who you are. And, you know, the, of course, they're doing this under the guise of, of protecting free speech speech and, and preventing bullying, but it's part of this um, silent weapons for quiet wars agenda. But he's putting so much money out uh, for this. It looks like he's putting so much out, but the, the key to it is they give him money. They give people money and then they do their bidding and they appear to be good people, but they really aren't. It's really de- devious what these people are doing, isn't it? It really is, and he—he's a front man. I mean, he's been um, subsidized by by the taxpayer, um, so he's uh, you know advancing you know the, the corporate agenda, um, and he wants the corporations to pay for advertising uh, or to, to pay to use Twitter. And I'm sure that there will be some uh, payback for for those fees, and that could be to acquire the personal data of everybody who's registered to follow them around the internet. Um, as Facebook used to do. I don't know if they still do that. And, of course, you have Elon Musk with his electric cars, and I, I can anticipate, you know, that he would, he might, you know, incorporate Twitter and advertising models into that, too, so they can figure well, out where you go, where you spend your money. Go ahead. He's uh, the darling of the green energy crowd. The only problem is he can't even produce the electric uh, truck because they can't get the lithium now. The supply chains are stopping him. So it's a really really putting him into a bind but they're going if he would not have had the tesla without the subsidies of the government that, that's correct he hasn't met timelines um and even like with this you mentioned like the lithium batteries um he's doing he's uh creating electric cars under the guise of protecting the environment but lithium is very poisonous it actually poisons the environment you know during the right. mining and even during the exposure or disposure and we don't have a lot of lithium mines in the U.S., so they have to go to China and other places for the lithium, don't they? Yes, they do, and I think Latin America and, and other places. And then you look at the Tesla cars. They'll work really well where I am in Arizona. They'll work really well in California. But if you go into the cold areas, you go to Minnesota, you go to New York, you go to any of the areas that are cold, uh, the Dakotas, anywhere, Washington State, where it gets cold, then uh, those cars don't operate real well in the cold weather, and their uh, efficiency goes way, way down. So they're not the panacea. And if everybody put in electric cars, then they'd have to redo the entire grid. And what creates electricity? Doesn't some of it come from natural gas and coal and one thing or another? I mean, natural electricity is not necessarily clean. They don't want hydroelectric. They don't want to use. Uh, they're going. You can't connect, get enough electricity just off of solar, and solar is not that good because it uses up lots and lots of uh, of land and the uh, panels. They don't know how to get rid of them. They're extremely messy to make. And then you've also got the wind power that chops up birds like crazy, eagles and other birds tears them up, and that's dependent on the wind. So we don't have any reliable source of energy except for fossil fuels. And this is serving to, like, to essentially deindustrialize us um, while at the same time making a fortune for all of the contractors you know, who are involved in, in the green energy uh, production. So are you worried about this uh, great uh, savior of uh, 
free speech, Elon Musk, you're not looking at it that way, are you? Well, I, I think it's it's very alarming that the conservative movement is, is um, completely supporting him with, without any any criticism. Um, he is, the, you know, the the champion of this new technology. But if if um, conservatives stand for traditional values, for freedom, for maybe nationalism, you know, like America First um, principles, Elon Musk is at heart a globalist. And um, this technocracy is at the heart of the new world order. So it's at the heart of globalism. But I think, yeah. you know, he's, he really should not be a conservative figure. Or was that, that article you sent me with the words for that song, was that from his wife or his girlfriend? And it all was about power. It all was about power. That's all he wants is power. That's all that was in there. That was one of the most disgusting things I'd ever read. I think it was his girlfriend Grimes. Uh, I, I don't know if she was a wife or just a girlfriend, but I remember that the lyrics were demanding that the, the audience submit, you know, submit to our power. Right. Submit to our power. That's what it's all about. Submitting to our power. Now, you wrote a new book that's just come out, The End of Globalism. Are, they, is, are we witnessing the end of globalism? Uh, because the more I'm watching it, Everything that they're trying to do is starting to fall apart, in my opinion. They're not winning. There are more of us than there are of them. That's the key, that there are more of us than there are of them. That's a very key point. And um, what what they're promoting um, is being done under color of law. It's illegitimate. And, and I think that they are becoming increasingly desperate and trying to ram this agenda through, um, often through, you know, through the media, through propaganda, like to, where they can, you know, list our support. For what, but, I, but I think, you know, the agenda is falling apart. The British monarch and its agents abuse litigation, political influence to seize American assets curtail freedoms. The globalist agenda, agenda is being advanced by Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, AOC. They seek to collapse the United States. But this isn't working, is it? Um, they, they want it to work. I mean, they're doing everything that they can. Um, I just uh, pray that they will not destroy the United States in the process, because I, I think that they're trying to weaken us from within so that they can collapse us into this new world order. I don't think it will work. I think people are waking up and they are pushing back. Wow. Now, what, what, tell us a little bit more about what's in the end of globalism. Um, are you referring to the aspects about Trump or what, what, what period, what aspect in particular are you, are you referring to? Well, let's get into a little bit of uh, President Trump. Now, when you wrote the, your book concerning um, Elon Musk, you talk very much about how wonderful Trump is. And in that book, you say his genius strategy to combat globalism and why we must support him. Well, since that book, you have learned a lot, haven't you? I have, unfortunately. Um, um, uh, Trump uh, has been indebted to the Rothschild since the 1980s when he entered um, the casino business. And um, the Rothschilds are looking at uh, losing the, their contractual control of the British crown in 2015. Um, they had also, um, uh, they were combating Nasera, And by Nasera, I mean there was a, a class action lawsuit that had exposed the fraud within the financial system and the, their color of law government. And now, Nasera stands for National Economic Security and Reformation Act. 
which was the uh, uh, which came in under Clinton. And Correct. you say that Trump was groomed for the uh, presidency, controlled by the Rothschilds, Communist China, Vatican City of London. In 1987, he got 93% of Resorts International from Mary Carter Paints, which was a uh, basically it was a mob operation. And the investors included Tiber Rose, Rose, uh, Rosenbaum, David Rockefeller, and Baron Edmund de Rothschild. That's an interesting group to invest, isn't it? Very interesting group. He was indebted to them, and he has been groomed for the presidency since then. And, of course, Tiber Rosenbaum was uh, partnered with Meyer Lansky, who was the founder of the National Crime Syndicate, uh, who right. also ran assassination squads for, uh, for George H.W. Bush. And he also had most of the casinos uh, over in uh, Cuba. Now, you also had not only that, but uh, Trump uh, shared people and got dirt on people. And one of them that I know about, Vinny the Chin Vincenzo, uh, mobster out of New York. And he was uh, the tacit owner at one point of National Enquirer, if I'm not mistaken. So he was very close with National Enquirer people very close with some of the mob people. And uh, Lansky used Roy Cohen as uh, Roy Cohen. Lansky was a protege of Roy Cohen. Now, I knew uh, Bill Bonanno pretty well, and Roy Cohen had stuff on everybody. And uh, Bonanno told me at one point that uh, Roy Cohen had pictures of Jagger Hoover in a dress. He had about six pictures. He got out a little folder out of his uh, file cabinet and said, here, Bill, look at this. They had that on Hoover. The mob did. They also had, uh, we'll talk about it when we return, with Susan Bradford. The new book, just astounding, outstanding. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and the Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. Talking about Roy Cohen, Lance Meyer Lansky is a protege of him. Roy Cohen had a lot to do with a lot of different things. Citizen Roy was the movie. But what the, the actual Roy Cohen, he not only had pictures of Jagger Hoover, but he also advised the mob. And one of the things that he told him was with uh, Jagger Hoover, he likes to play the ponies. So if you could give him the winning horses, Jagger Hoover would say things like, the mob doesn't exist. You can't use a word like the mafia. And so they had they had the FBI squarely in their pocket. This is what they do, isn't it? The type of games they play, right, Susan? Yes, that, that, that's correct, Erskine. Um, and they they did have the FBI in their pocket. And um, what one of the um, 
the, the law firms that worked with Trump, uh, Trump had retained to uh, to represent him on this for the casino for the Seminole Tribe of Florida, which was originally bankrolled by by Lansky. Um, they represented uh, Butch Cheney in the 2000, uh, the, you know, the contest for the 2000 um, elect, uh, Florida. Um, Florida electoral vote. Right. And after that point, they had control of the Department of Justice. You know, by virtue of having represented uh, Bush Cheney all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and, and the Bush Cheney administration, if you recall, was very dirty. You know, it was mo- one of the most partisan Department of Justices you know we've ever seen in terms of the, the partisan prosecutions against uh, political targets. You mentioned some people I've never heard of. One of them mm-hmm. is Joseph Gregory Hallett, mm-hmm. and uh, he was to be King or the Messiah. Trump was to be president. He was to provide over the fall of the House of Windsor, the Vatican, the Israeli government, uh, restore the Knesset to Jewish temple versus Rothschild. So it was all. Now, who is Joseph Gregory Hallett? Where did he come from? Uh, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph Gregory Hallett uh, was a royal biographer. Um, he was recruited by Queen Victoria's um, heirs um, to document the true history of the royal family uh, because it was Queen Victoria um, who had um, uh, re- preserved the divine right to rule. That was a sacred lineage of uh, Jesus, that Jesus Christ had established within the royal family uh, before it was corrupted by, um, by the Rothschilds who had purchased the, the breeding rights into the royal family. So when we talk about Les Wexter, you know, with his uh, um, Victoria's Secret, Victoria's Secret is that um, that Jesus established a divine right to rule. That's the authentic bloodline for the royal family, and this was corrupted by the Rothschilds. Now, so why was, was, Victoria's Secret is so important is because it's owned by a man named Wexler. Wexler was the money behind Jeffrey Epstein. That's correct. Who was that? Boy, the, the connections, connections of these people, the more you get into it, Susan, the more astonishing it is how connected they all are. Epstein, uh, Hallett, people we haven't heard of. Uh, you've got, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the, just, uh, well, a couple of others. You keep bringing up these people. We don't know who's behind it because their names have never been made, brought forward, have they? They haven't, but what's very important is there are only Gould, a small Gould, group of them. Gould's another one. Gould's Gould. another one. Yes, Russell J. Gould. And there are only like a, a small, like a handful of these people who are kind of keeping the New World Order agenda on track. They run, you know, they keep a very tight circle. Now, I have seen work for Dutch Bank, which uh, had a relationship with Trump also. So he was compromised in a lot of uh, conditions, which uh, I didn't want to believe. But the more I read it, I think it's true. So the command control of the Bush political machine is what has crushed Nasera, which was meant to basically meant to give the money that had been stolen from the American people back to us, wasn't it? Correct. Trillions of dollars. Um, uh, the um, agenda to crush Nasera is being run by the, the Bush political machine, uh, which is headquartered in uh, Jupiter Island, uh, which has been established by Avril Harriman. Um, Avril Harriman, you know, was uh, the founder of um, a Skull and Bones, a secret society. Uh, he helped reorganize um, the world after World War II, uh, and he um, was involved with the, you know, the OSS uh, and Yale University, which um, established, which essentially established uh, communist China or laid the foundations for communist China. 
and also at Yale University. It's a big founding area for the United Church of Christ. It also is a big area for the American Eugenics Society. We'll get back with that in a moment. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. talking with Susan Bradford, and I've never been more surprised than reading what I have read in the uh, end of uh, globalism. 1969, George Herbert Walker Bush, that's George Bush number one, told the House of Representatives that unless the menace of human population growth was recognized and made manageable, starvation, pestilence, and war will solve it for us. Cornerstone, New World Order, Population Reduction promoted vaccines, method of birth control. Got a clear precedence. When salt vaccines discovered, large-scale programs were undertaken and distributed. See, no reason why similar programs, education, and family planning assistance should be instituted on the U.S. on massive scope. Hence, the plans for the COVID. I mean, that was done as far back as 1969 with George Herbert Walker Bush telling them the menace of human population. 1980, fast forward, the Georgia Guidestones. Fast forward to today, the COVID vaccine, and they're trying to give it to children, which causes sterilization. They are trying to reduce the population, aren't they? Yes, the um, population control, um, Bush said, is at the cornerstone of the, of the New World Order. And this goes all the way back to, to World War II, with, um, again, founded by Avril Harriman. Um, so the, the Nazi eugenics program was based upon um, the writings of Harriman, not the other way around. Right. Not, only, not only Harriman, but also the Rockefeller Foundation was big on eugenics. And, of That's course, uh, going further back, you have people like Margaret Sanger, who had a huge impact on the uh, population control, especially with the black population. And this and the black population, I mean, there are more children that were uh, killed through abortion than were born in New York City in 2020. This is how bad it's got. uh, Harriman established the um, eugenics um, headquarters um, at Yale University with with one of the Bush family members as a trustee. And you've not only got that, but you've got skull and bones and a number of things happening at Yale University. It's the is that the center for. Uh, eugenics and also for New World Order and America, Yale University, it sounds like it. It, it was, and, and this is due to the fact that Yale University was founded by a member of uh, the East India Company, and, and that was you know the, the imperialist um, uh, 
company tied into the city of London that has kind of merged um, mercenary forces with the military with commerce. So they have used, um, um, I guess, um, commerce, international commerce, as a way, way of conquering territories and establishing mon- monopolies for themselves all over the world. Wow. When you learned what you did about Donald J. Trump, was it as much of a shock to you as it was to be reading it? It, it was, and you know, I really wanted to uh, to like, and I, I I did very much like Trump. I, I believed in him, um, but after kind of really delving into his background and and the, the people who surrounded him and some of his his actions, um, I, I had to conclude that you know he was uh, he was an actor on on the world stage. He was meant to kind of mislead the patriots. You know, to kind of bring them on his side, and and um, I think what was um, very upsetting for me is that he was portrayed as a great champion of the children, um, and I, I learned that um, Jeffrey um, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, was the one who had unsealed the Epstein files. Uh, he had appointed an attorney who did so, and after uh, Sessions um, revealed Epstein, um, uh, Trump promptly fired him, and then campaigned against him, so preventing him from returning to the Senate. Wow, so I, yeah. I was, mm-hmm. Ah, so you had two people, you had two groups. You had the FC worked with the Dutch Bank, where Linda Forrest Rothschild served as an advisor and board member. Bank in turn had a decades-long relationship with the Trump Organization. So the Rothschilds have their fingers in everything. If not in charge, they're certainly sitting back there. So when you wrote your book on the Rothschilds, it comes full circle, doesn't it? It does come full circle, and Epstein was also atta- uh, attached to the um, big HS. Um, w- oh gosh, was it HSWB? I hope I might be missing a letter there, but that was uh, Comey uh, served on the board of directors, um, and you know he was also you know he was uh, head of the FBI and, and the Department of Justice. He also uh, the Rothschild or Epstein was uh, uh, one of the people who was set up the Clinton Global Initiative. Which was, yes, a, was which was basically a slush fund for the Clinton family. A pay to play for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, just like the Bidens did, except they weren't they were a little sloppier because Epstein didn't set it up. He set things up pretty pretty nice if you want to go back to it. He was a financial genius, wasn't he? He was, and uh I I believe that Roy Cohen had um, uh, introduced um, Epstein, or had it re- introduced Epstein to uh, Lynn Forrester to Rothschild. Wow. What can be done? Who can we trust anymore, Susan? Is there anybody we can trust? Um, that's a wonderful question, uh, Erskine. Uh, I, I think what we need to take from this is that the power does reside with we the people. I think we, you know, we, uh, while Trump have, was wonderful in exposing, you know, a lot of, of, of the, right. uh, the fraud in the deep state, ultimately we cannot look to leaders. We must harness the power within ourselves to take our country back. I'm going to quote from your book, rather than looking to politicians for answer, the people must find the courage and resolve within themselves. We stand together as the people united against the encroaching tyranny. We can reclaim our country, its culture, its institutions. Only a few individuals and firms against the many. Awakened and empowered with virtue intact, the people will be unstoppable. If God is with us, who can be against us and prevail? Now, the key to it is with virtue intact. 
We have lost our sense of virtue. We've lost our sense of morality. Look at the crime rate that's going on. And it's become a country that's following, instead of God, they're following Aleister Crowley, what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. That We cannot survive with that. We've got to bring back law and order. Laws are very important. God's laws are very important. And man's laws, we need to start following the law and doing what's right. We have lost right and wrong, Susan. Yes, we have, Erskine. And uh, I think moral people, like morality is key to freedom because the American people used to self-regulate. They had no need for an authoritarian government. Now that right. society is breaking down, you know, they can, you know, they can bring in the, uh, the authoritarian rule like, to, you know, to, to control us. I think that the people are getting fed up with it. I think that they are questioning authority. They're not going to be able to go back to the mask. People are over that. Most people are, not everybody. If you want to wear a mask, fine. If you don't, fine. But the fact of the matter is we've been lied to about so much. I mean, we've been lied to about the Kennedy assassination. We were lied to about 9-11. We were lied to about the COVID. We've been lied to about so much. Now they've got a thing they're bringing in, a group called the, what do they call it, the Truth Squad or whatever they're calling it? The Disinformation Bureau or something, right right out of 1984. Now, now, do you trust the government when it comes in with disinformation, Ministry of Truth? They have lied to us about everything, including Kennedy assassination. So Mm -hmm. we are supposed to trust them now? I mean... If Musk is really, apparently Musk is going to make some major changes with um, with what he's taken over. So they are scared. They need the government to start censoring instead of having uh, the uh, private enterprise censoring, don't they? They do. It's interesting that, um, you know, uh, Musk uh, is essentially a government contractor. So I'm sure that he right. will be heavily influenced by the government on how he chooses yeah. to censor or not. Now, this Ministry of Truth, whatever they call it, of disinformation, which I think is an accurate name, Ministry of Disinformation, that's what they're going to be doing. It's sort of like the criminal justice system, which I think is a very appropriate name. But when you're looking at uh, this, it's under the direction of Homeland Security. Who's in charge of Homeland Security? Mayorkas, the guy who's done such a great job with our border. This is insanity. To put my orcas, and then the lady who's running it—I mean, hear her doing her Mary Poppins impression—is this what we've come to in the United States of America, land of the brave and home of the free? A woman doing Mary Poppins impressions to talk about disinformation? This is insanity. You watch that, Susan? Then you say this? This is just totally crazed. It's embarrassing. And, you know, they, they want to bring all these immigrants across the border, not only for cheap labor, but um, to, uh, to enrich the government contractors who have to provide for them. And it was actually Kissinger with um, sitting across the aisle from Chairman Mao um, during the Nixon administration. This is according to the Nixon transcripts or Kissinger transcripts, where they actually said that they planned to flood the United States with trouble, meaning uh, uh, hostile immigrant forces who would then help conquer the country. They had uh, six people at the border here in Arizona last week who all were uh, coming across and they all have been convicted of murder. I mean, it's terrible. The trafficking of children has just become epidemic in this country. 
This is another thing that the, these people want is the pedophilia. They want it to be legalized. Uh, and they also are wanting to get rid of the infirmed and the old, and they're doing it with the COVID. I mean, it just doesn't quit, Susan. No, it, it really doesn't. Um, I, I spoke to uh, Detective um, Jimmy Boots Rothstein the other day. He was um, one of the leading uh, prosecutors who investigated uh, pedophilia among uh, the higher ranks of, of, of politics, and he was saying that human trafficking, um, in particular pedophilia, is among one of the most lucrative businesses, and that's why they're trying to normalize it, among other reasons. Well, Ted Gunderson years ago, I thought he was a crazy old guy, but Ted was in charge of the uh, FBI Los Angeles office, had 800 and some odd people under him, and he was talking about pedophilia, how they were taking kids out of the boys' town in Nebraska, taking them to Washington, and having the boys with uh, getting together with the uh, senators and Congress people. I know this sounds very dirty, but it's true, and the story of Johnny Gosh and others that Ted wrote about, and so that's what they were using to get things on the Congress critters and the senators to get them to vote the way that they wanted them to. Now, I thought it was crazy, and I talked to a FBI agent who was a private detective. He said, no, every cop in America knows, and they also know the underlying secret of it. The underlying secret is that it's satanic. It is satanic. Um, And this came in, I think, in the 1970s um, when uh, the Rothschilds were were trying to open uh, the door to the West um, for, for communist China. And the West was was resistant to it, and they needed they needed to compromise our politicians, so that they began with pedophilia. Right, and the key is, and the FBI agent told me this, mm-hmm. that it is satanic. And uh, uh, Ted Gunderson told me the same thing. Ted Gunderson is far from crazy. He was ahead of times, and he talked about it then. Now, when you, what was the biggest surprise? Was it the uh, what you learned about Trump when you wrote this book, your last, your latest book, when you came out with it, the end of globalism. And why did you call it the end of globalism? It looks right now like they're, they're in charge, but even though it looks that way, doesn't mean it is that way. Um, I, I think that the globalist agenda w- was meant to end in, in 1999. Um, and again, it was meant to end in 2015, um, but they're, they're trying to keep, this uh, train on its tracks. It's kind of falling off. Um, if, if you recall, um, uh, Alex Jones has said um, that the Rothschilds had decided under Trump to return the money to the people, to return the power to the people. So um, I think that they were trying to lead the public, lead patriots into, into believing that Trump was going to do right by the American people, but it was sort of like a, a, a trick, like a slave of hand. So they can kind of reposition themselves to keep the um, the global agenda on track, but I I think if we get if we we can get a critical mass of people aware of the agenda, aware of what is happening, I don't believe that they can succeed with what they're doing. Is Nasara coming in, and are the people going to get a percentage of the ill-gotten gains of these people? Um, I think it is meant to. It was meant to come in. Um, from what I can tell, it was stalled in uh, 1999 after Russell J. Gould captured the flag. Um, according to Gould, who has been embraced by this QAnon community, with you know QAnon being um, a Bush um, psychop, uh, Bush political machine psychop. Um, from that point onward, um, the federal government um, was rendered uh, illegitimate and. The um, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were scrapped. 
Um, now, so now that- wait, wait a minute. You said capture the flag. To, to our listeners, what does that mean? Um, I guess the United States was undergoing some type of bankruptcy reorganization. Um, so th- there was what, like a wasn't process. That, wasn't that in 1999? That was in 1999. And so there was a, a brief period where there was an, like a window of opening for the, um, for the restoration of our government. And so he captured the flag, like he captured the um, authority, if you will, and then rewrote the language that would be required for for the the federal government to contract. So therefore, they'd have to go through him to contract for their their services. And according to Judge Anna Von Wright, um, Russell J. Gould cut a a deal with the Vatican, so essentially establishing Vatican-slash-Rothschild control over our government. But it's all being done through color of law. And what she was saying is theft does not confer ownership. But they're trying to act as if they have ownership, um, as if they can, can control the government, control the government contracts, um, and then have the American people essentially finance their own demise. Wow. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. more I get into this, the more I'm listening to what everyone's saying, and more I'm watching what's going on, this is really a conundrum to separate out the players and the characters, Susan. You know that. It is a conundrum. Um, I, I, I think that um, the federal government, according to you know Russell J. Gould, among others, is now illegitimate. Um, it, it doesn't have any basis to exist, so they have to maintain the pretense. Um, so according to Gould, from 1999 onward, um, our presidents have been selected and not elected. Therefore, technically, uh, Trump did not, um, the election was not stolen from him since Biden was determined to be the winner by, by the Vatican. Um, and I think now they're looking at um, conducting election audits for the purposes of ensuring that establishment candidates would be elected at the state level. Because right now the states are not under their control and there, there are also um, state assemblies that are being established that are separate from this illegitimate um, uh, color of law government that they have established. What's going to happen? Are we going to re- restore the republic, or is it too late? I, I think we can. I think that the power is with the people. We, we can, but we must educate ourselves um, and become familiar with, with how we, we lost the, the government. Um, I, I think that there, there, I mean, there's so much to get into in a short amount of time. 
But um, I, I think that we can. We can take practical steps to reclaim our and, and, and lawful steps to reclaim reclaim our government. I'm not so upset about restoring the government. I want to see morality and I want to see our virtue restored. I think that is the key. That's what we've lost more than anything else in this country. We have. Um, I think uh, um, the American people at heart are, are still very good, righteous, and, and honorable people. Um, there, there are definitely forces within the society at large that are trying to corrupt and erode those values, but I believe at heart the American people still retain you know, that, that essence, that moral compass. I, I think when you wrote, there are only a few individuals and firms against the many. Awakened Correct. and empowered with virtue intact, the people will be unstoppable. That's the key. You need to be waking up the people. You, we need to be waking up, and you need to get a copy of the end of globalism. You're seeing an end of it, aren't you? You're seeing it going back to we the people, don't you? You wouldn't yes, have titled it end of globalism without that, would you? No, that's correct. That's correct. I mean, you can only keep people in the dark, treat them like mushrooms for so long, and the people arise up. And I think that's what's going to happen. And they're going to arise up against their masters, those who want the population control. You, I didn't know about that quote of George Bush, going, Herbert Walker Bush, going all the way back, talking about the population control, using vaccines to do it, to sterilize. But then they took it one step further. I mean, this is just absolute insanity, isn't it? And it explains what happened during the Trump administration. Um, uh, um, I, I think it, we had also discussed at a separate time that um, the Vatican has been working with Communist China and with Google Health and these gene editing companies, you know, to kind of impose this agenda, like to, you know, to vaccinate the public and kind of usher in the silent weapons for quiet wars agenda. Well, the Vatican, the interesting thing about that was when I talked to uh, Jean Gamelka, who was a prelate to the Vatican, uh, dropped out in 2004. And he was talking about how the Vatican got $2 billion from China. It gave them an inroad into the European Union vis-a-vis through Italy. It also gave them the right to have the version they want of the Bible in China and to promote uh, and put into place the priests and the bishops that they wanted, according to the government in China for $2 billion that they gave to the Catholic Church, which needed it to pay off for all the pedophilia lawsuits they had. That's very but, interesting. But in, in Tartar tragedy, you go back to the Chinese uh, Vatican connection going back to the 1300s, don't you? I, I do. Um, the uh, the Jesuits have been working with um, the black nobility, and these were the powerful um, Italian merchants, um, who partnered with uh, the mercenaries, like the Khazars, the Turks, and the Mongolians, um, to establish market dominance in Central Asia. So they've had this partnership really going back uh, to the 1300s um, that has kind of co- power and, and wealth that has coalesced around the Vatican. So this is nothing new. The Vatican uh, and China connection is nothing new at all. It goes back centuries, centuries centuries and um the actual that the great reset and this kind of control system top-down control system is lifted directly out of central asia so they're looking to the ancient chinese emperors for um their guidance on how to how to run the world we've got to be very careful that if we win when we win we don't let others in we've got to keep it for our understanding of laws under god 
We'll be back. Thank you, Susan. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Susan. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operating five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, boy, we've got Dr. Naomi Wolf, Ph.D., not M.D., Ph.D., one of the world's most influential feminists. She doesn't uh, just comment on the world's most pervasive problems. She aims to solve them. What a difference. She's a <laughs> best-selling author, columnist, and professor, co-founder and CEO of DailyClout.io, a successful civic tech company. In her speeches and seminars, she expresses the threats to liberty, to democracy, providing audiences with the tools to fight back against powerful institutional forces, and they are certainly there today. She's written eight best-selling works of nonfiction, The Bounty Myth, Give Me Liberty, The End of America, and now Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against Humans. Well, this is, uh, I love it, The Bodies of Others. Wow, this is <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. I've Thank got a few you. things I want to talk with you about, and it's certainly good to have you with us. Uh, well, it's, it's wonderful to be talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we've got lawyers, 250 lawyers, looking into vaccine claim, uh, crimes. Now, one of the things that uh, makes for a problem is uh, makers of vaccines have been excluded from lawsuits. Now, mm. this is really the COVID-19 is not really a vaccine. It's mm-hmm. recombinant uh, DNA. It changes your DNA. It functions unlike any other vaccine. So I don't know if they are precluded from lawsuits since it's not really a vaccine or not. Might be a fine line, might be worth looking into. Now, Mm -hmm. question that you ask, what did Pfizer know? When did they know it? This is very important, isn't it? Or when did they suppress it? So what did they know and what has come out with the 90,000 pages? I really, red flags went up. Uh, They went up for me a long time ago. But at this point, even people who were saying, well, I think I believe in the vaccine, when they said, or the clot shot, as uh, Jane Orion called it, what they were saying was that uh, they're going to keep all the data from mm-hmm. Pfizer, Moderna, secret for 75 years. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got nothing to hide, why would you do that? Why would you yeah. do that, Naomi? Yeah, you're asking the right questions. Um, and so pe- for people who haven't been following as closely as you have, um, what you're referencing is that there's 2,500 uh, highly trained medical uh, research volunteers that the War Room and Daily Clout, my company, have partnered to support. Uh, and they're going through these um, 55,000 documents that, as you say, were released under court order. And the FDA said, right, please conceal these till we're dead and gone. 
Um, and so, <laughs> right? That's what they right, wanted. Right, right. You don't want, you don't need to hear about it. You're too dumb you, to understand Yeah, it doesn't anyway. concern you. Exactly. And we also do, as you mentioned, have 250 lawyers. And they are, uh, I was just in touch with one of them, a wonderful George Smith in Ohio, who has sent a letter to the Ohio Attorney General. But he's also looking at the liberty clause of due process as a way to get around um, Pfizer's immunity. As you, you know, you're right in saying vaccine companies have been shielded from lawsuits uh, by a bad law that gave them immunity, but there are ways around it. One is if you can prove fraud. And Ed Dowd, the famous uh, former BlackRock hedge fund manager, said in an interview to me that our evidence shows abundantly that uh, Pfizer did commit fraud. Um, and also, you know, George is investigating um, this Liberty Clause way to say, look, you people couldn't have informed consent because you didn't disclose to them the dangers and the harms um, involved in this vaccine. And your your suggestion is good too. I'll take it to the volunteers. Um, it's not a vaccine, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone has has formed a lawsuit yet. But but basically, what they are finding, and this does go directly to the issues that I address in my book, uh, The Bodies of Others. Um, this is kind of more evidence that I was right in warning people, making the warnings I give people in the bodies of others. Some of the things that the volunteers have found are absolutely shocking. Uh, just three examples. Um, Pfizer knew in December of 2020, a month after the mass vaccination rollout, that the vaccines did not work. They wow. knew that they wow. had. Yep, they knew yep. that in 2020, but you couldn't turn the TV on without saying get vaccinated. And you had the president of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden, saying you're not patriotic if you're not vaccinated. But they knew it didn't work. They knew it didn't work. They knew that wow. there was a waning of efficacy and vaccine failure, and this is their own language in their internal oh. documents. And they knew that one of the side effects of getting vaccinated, I hope you're sitting down for this, is COVID. <laughs> so uh, now, you know, now, wait a minute. One of the side effects is COVID? That, in other words, that vaccines didn't work, that a number of people in their internal trials got sick anyway, even after with COVID, even after. They well, all, all you have to do is look. Pelosi has been double, triple, quadruple vaccinated. She came down with COVID. Same thing with uh, Kondosaki or Pensaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So all of these people. I mean, and the other thing that was so telling to me was that in the Congress, 215 members of Congress have all taken some of the either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. because they've all come down with COVID. Now, when mm-hmm. you're looking at it, I mean, they're allowed to take these treatments and we're not. And we're not. Exactly right. Wow. So that's just one shocker because think back to December 2020 into April of 2021, which was the first time people were informed via an Israeli study that there was waning efficacy. And then they launched the booster. Oh, you've got to get a booster uh, campaign. Well, that's five months when people across the country, you know, took a deep breath and millions decided to get vaccinated based on their assumption that that would be it. They would be vaccinated. They would be immune. But no, Pfizer knew that that was not true. Um, Let's move on. Uh, Pfizer knew, uh, (laughs) Pfizer boasted to the FDA that they were employing, this is about May of 2021, they were employing 2,400 full-time employees just to handle the paperwork 
generated by the flood of adverse events, which means horrible medical problems um, that were being reported to them from the mRNA vaccine, and also to handle the flood of paperwork they expected from the flood of adverse events. How many people did they do? I had listed 2,400 full-time employees just to wow. process the paperwork, right? We didn't hear oh, a word adverse, about safe and How effective. many adverse reactions were there? I heard there were 1,400, but apparently it runs nine pages or more of adverse oh, reactions. Well, those are, that's just the list of possible adverse reactions. The, uh, the, uh, the drilling down that the volunteers did shows much more serious data, like the numbers of deaths, which are now, are now up to over 24,000 deaths four people in the internal trials died right after being injected from anaphylaxis. More, more deaths from more deaths from the COVID-19 so-called vaccine than all of the flu vaccines put together. That is absolutely correct and all vaccines put together. Um right. let me go on with some of the biggest horrible headlines and then I'll pause. Uh but it's just stunning like you keep thinking they can't find anything worse than this and they do and there's just been a new release of a new tranche of documents, which interestingly, Pfizer is trying to conceal by putting them into like tricky file formats. But anyway, um, as a mother, this is shocking to me. Pfizer knew in May of 2021 that 35 minors had developed heart damage a week after having been injected with mRNA vaccines. But in June, and so the FDA also knew about this because this was in a peer-reviewed study, in June, the FDA gave emergency use authorization for minors, for under 18s, and, you know, thousands of parents said, okay, it's safe and effective, I'll get my teenager vaccinated. It wasn't until August that the government issued a press release quietly acknowledging that there was heart damage to teens. They noticed there and now, was myocarditis, they knew that there was myocarditis, and they also knew and this is, uh, to me, was critical, that children don't get COVID because they, they haven't it. got the receptor sites. They not till they're about 14 or 15, they don't have receptor sites, and yet they're still pushing it, even in New York, children to wear masks, and they're not dying from it. They're not having receptor sites. And you even had a Supreme Court judge talking about 100,000 children in the hospital. This is insanity, isn't it's it? Insanity. It's insanity. And the CDC had to correct by a factor of 26% their overstatement of kids' deaths with COVID, not even of COVID. But they knew the vaccine hurt kids. And now you're, you know, you're seeing like the end, the end of the bodies of others just list some of the teenagers that have dropped dead or died in their sleep after being injected. Pfizer knew. Um, and the FDA knew. Quick question. Does it cause sure. sterility in children? Does it cause sterility? Sterility? Are you talking about reproductive problems? Right. Um, well, let me talk about that. There's no data about reproductive effects in, in kids because they really, none of these studies follow anyone for very long, right? Even the pregnancy studies. One report that just came out shows that women being assured that the vaccine was safe and effective in pregnancy, uh, which uh, Walensky said, um, you know, the FDA said, all the, you know, uh, colleges of obstetrics, obstetrics and gynecology said that those assurances were based on a study of 44 French rats uh, that they followed for 21 days. 
and they didn't follow the baby rats at all to see if they were developmentally okay. They just autopsied the fetuses of 44 French rats, and then they said, okay, this is safe for pregnant human women. Um, oh, my God. Right. But there are terrible reproductive effects that, that you are seeing. So here's another headline, um, and this explains a lot. The spokesmodels and the media, which was bought and paid for, and the bodies of others tracks the money flow to the media and to these uh, commentators who are funded by Pfizer or from our tax dollars through the CARES Act, they said the injection stays in the injection site in your arm. That is not true. And Pfizer knew it was not true. And the FDA knew it was not true. What actually happens, and people really need to pay attention to this, is that the mRNA, the spike protein, and the lipid nanoparticles enter your bloodstream in 24 to 48 hours, and in within two days, they are in your liver, your adrenals, your spleen, your lymph nodes, and your ovaries. And the reason I bring this up, you mentioned sterility. <sighs> So I got deplatformed from Twitter for reporting that a number of women were, you know, reporting from their own experience disruptions of their menstrual cycles uh, right, after having been right. vaccinated, including like menopausal, postmenopausal women suddenly bleeding again, which if you know anything about women's health, that is not normal. It's not healthy. No, None of it no. is healthy. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to remember third grade biology and that if women's menstrual cycles are being disrupted, their fertility is also disrupted. So the fact that spike protein is lodging in ovaries and women's periods have extended by an average of an extra day a month, which is a big deal, and this is now a CDC study confirming this and an NIH study confirming this, um, that is going to affect fertility. And I can talk about the DOD effect on fertility when we come back if you like. We will. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with Naomi Wolf, and we were talking about the side effects of the shot, not of the COVID, of the shot, including permanent heart damage for a lot of the kids and uh, also possible sterility. There were spontaneous abortions which were occurring with women. Their menstrual cycles were being in really bad shape. And I mean, just one problem on top of another that they kept quiet 
even after they knew. Now, in Israel, they said it's not working, not for as long as you think. But they also reported in Israel that your natural immunity, if you've had COVID, you're protected 27, 28 times better than with the shot. They reported that in Israel. And yet they still demanded people have a shot or you get fired. This is insanity. Uh, this, Naomi, this is, this is unbelievable. This is, this is almost Nazi-like, isn't it? It, it truly, well, I, I think so. And I don't say that lightly. I'm the granddaughter of a woman who lost nine brothers and sisters in the Holocaust. But this is exactly, you know, how the Nazi doctors were coordinated. Uh, I mean, there are things recurring in history that are direct from the early 30s. Um, the National Socialists enlisted doctors and doctors' organizations before they even formally came to power in 1933 to be a front guard, to say, um, we're going to separate out the unfit and it's for your own good. It's for the general welfare, welfare of everyone. They enlisted them in creating, you know, two, a two-tier society like we have now in places like New York and California of, you know, fit, uh, equal people, equal citizenship versus unfit, unhealthy, life unworthy of life, the way that, you know, the unvaccinated like me are stigmatized. Um, so this is absolutely, we've seen this before in history. And look, you know, People have been wary to say medical experiments, like Nazi doctor medical experiments. But when you've seen the Pfizer documents and you've seen these reports that these highly skilled researchers are producing, this was and is a massive experiment on the human species with horrific results. Um, we were just talking about reproduction. The last thing I wanted to say about you know picking up from the fact that they uh, concluded that it was safe and effective on pregnant women based on 44 French rats. Uh, on you know the the outcome of that lack of trials, real trials that prove it safe and effective, animal trials, you know, so that you can ethically administer it to pregnant women, which you're not supposed to do anyway, because pregnant women aren't supposed to get anything, right? As many doctors have pointed out to me. But leaving that aside, um, a whistleblower who shared the Department of Defense medical data. Uh, that attorney Tom Rents is suing about, those tables show that pregnant women soldiers in 2021, members of our military uh, who were pregnant, uh, who were female, they had an 80% rise in fetal abnormalities, fetal malformations. They had 8,000 plus fetuses that had malformations um, in, you know, oh after my having God. Eighty percent rise, nearly double. That's huge. That's an entire generation, isn't it? it? It's huge. I mean, that's just the ones in that table, and you oh. know, hundreds of thousands of female soldiers have been injected and have gotten pregnant since then. I mean, women get pregnant every day, and the armed forces are made up of people of childbearing age, right? Right. And right. So, and you could, if yeah. if you didn't take the shot then you weren't, wouldn't allow to remain in the military. So it was a requirement of your position. This is even worse. Oh, it's, it's so shocking. I, and I'll just touch on one more thing and then I'll take a, a breath and we can, you know, you can, you can ask me questions about it, but the, the fact that our president mandated this, right. And that word is a word right. that didn't used to exist in America where we used to be a nation of laws, right. 
But the fact that he said, you have to take this, or you'll, you know, if you're a federal employee, you'll lose your career. Um, you know, if you're in the military, you'll lose your, your benefits and your job and your status and you'll be discharged. Uh, you know, our first responders forced to be injected. When you see what Pfizer knew and what the FDA knew about the damages, the side effects, the, the strokes, the heart attacks, the neurological problems, seizures, ENR, Bell's The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We've got people coming forward, brave people. One was one of the people who worked on the vaccine for Johnson & Johnson. He said, I would never take it. He uh, threw anonymity because his job is gone. And another one, Dr. Malone, worked on it. He was one of the discoverers of it. He said, no, 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 no. This is basically, correct me if I'm wrong, Naomi. This is, we're talking to Naomi Wolf, and her website is... Uh, uh, daily clout, C-L-O-U-T dot I-O. And the book, I've got to tell you the name of the book. It is called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarian COVID-19 and the War Against Humans. Uh, now, a lot of people are talking about the authoritarians as being what's coming in, what's here. They're telling you, you have to, you don't get a job, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't do this, that, or the other unless you take the shot, even if you had COVID, in which the Israeli documents all tell us that somebody who's had COVID is projected 18 times, uh, no, 20, 27 times better than any shot will ever give you. This is insanity. Follow the science. Well, Dr. Fauci, as we know, is science. He told us that. Now, this has been a huge clinical trial, hasn't it, Naomi? Yeah, but it doesn't even, I mean, it's been a huge experiment, let's put it that way. Uh, but it doesn't have the kinds of um, rigor or care that real science requires. So, for instance, one of the shocking findings is that 22% of the subjects that Pfizer ostensibly was following vanish. You don't know what happened to them. Just it's vanish? Gone. 22% are gone? Gone. On, you don't know what became of them. Um, and that doesn't happen in real science, right? No. Uh, another finding is that um, a vast majority of the subjects are female, like 73% are female, 22% are male, and the balance are of no gender, which specified, which itself is 
quite a feat for modern science. But the point is, you know, myocarditis disproportionately affects men. Heart attacks affect men. So they they excluded, you know, two thirds of the people that would have been a, a random controlled trial by excluding the people more likely to have myocarditis. Um, there's so many other flaws in the science. Uh, they created a category of recovered slash recovering. So they lumped people who were still sick with adverse events or still suffering or still in pain or still, you know, having joint pain or muscle pain, which are huge categories in their internal documents or, you know, um, uh, stroke or seizures or heart attacks. They include those in a single category of recovered slash recovering. So they kind of buried people who were still having horrible problems, you know, months into into their studies. Um, and I mean, it's just absolutely tragic. They have minors in there. They have a baby in there. Uh, you know, they have they have which wasn't even you know, we weren't told, like, who are these babies? Who are these minors right now? It's not even legal to give mRNA vaccines to kids under five. Um, I mean, the, the, the mind boggles. And I guess the last thing I will say, you know, reviewing in my mind the major findings of the, of the volunteers, the volunteer did a breakdown of neurological problems. And right, right. The, the scale of strokes and heart attacks and blood clots and pulmonary embolisms, encephaly, um, Guillain-Barre, uh, multiple sclerosis. I mean, that it, it's just stunning how damaging um, it is to, you know, the human nervous system. And yet, uh, and then in an SEC filing of BioNTech, they acknowledge all these really serious side effects to the SEC, but not to the American people. And they include, as very common, a side effect of you might faint so hard you'll hurt yourself, right? But you didn't hear that disclosed by the spokes models. You, if you go to the CDC website today, and you look up side effects, it says things like, you might feel fatigue, you might have a headache, you know, you might feel chills or, you know, have a little fever. But in fact, we've been seeing all over social media, these memes of people collapsing so hard, thinking so hard they hurt themselves um, or injure themselves. And, and, you know, you see athletes collapsing on, you know, as they're playing athletics, uh, coaches are warning about this. And people are like, what's going on? Why are people fainting? Well, Pfizer knew and BioNTech knew that people would collapse so hard they would injure themselves, but they did not tell the American people. They had to tell the SEC, but they didn't tell the American people. They concealed that. You've got another problem. You're talking mm-hmm. about 100 micrograms destroys the leukocytes. That suppresses the immune system. Mm-hmm. So I've heard of a lot of people. I was talking with Dr. Smo about I said, can somebody, uh, I've heard of people taking the shot. They may have had cancer before and it comes back and one thing, another. Well, if you're going to suppress the immune system, yes, it could. And that's what Dr. Simone said. It can absolutely happen. So uh, what it's doing is suppressing the immune system to make other opportunistic diseases more viable because Mm -hmm. it destroys the leukocytes. Now, this is not fantasy or anything else. These are facts have come out and what makes it so bad is Pfizer knew about it and you're talking about knew it wasn't working August of 2021 
over yeah. uh, almost a year ago they knew about and they knew that the sh- it was a very short-term fix if that they knew about that a long mm-hmm. time ago from the israeli studies so they have lied to the american people up one side and down another haven't they and keeping all of uh, no wonder they won't keep it quiet for 75 years they're yeah. not going to be allowed to are they no but it's pretty demoralizing to me just to chime in about the, the leukocytes um indeed one of the reports from the volunteers shows that pfizer knew that at 100 micrograms as you say uh there's a negative impact on your leukocytes which are your white blood cells that protect your right. immune system and this is why like all these mysteries kind of fall into place when you see these documents you know anecdotally i'm not vaccinated my husband's not vaccinated our unvaccinated friends are fine. COVID is over for them, you know, thank God. Right. Uh, but vaccinated people are getting sick, getting sick, getting sick, getting sick. Well, now we know why. Because the vaccine harms your immunity. And this is so scary because this is what HIV does, right? It damages your body's ability to fight off cancer, to fight off um, op- you know, opportunistic infections. Uh, I'm not saying they're the same, but but you want your teeth cells, you want your white blood cells working. Um, and so what also people were not told was that, you know, you mentioned dosage. This is something I didn't mention. Uh, the volunteers found out that indeed Moderna's first dose was 100 micrograms, which is um, a, a test amount, right? And Pfizer had 30 micrograms for adults, for 10, 10 micrograms for uh, kids in their teens, and they're proposing three micrograms for children under 12. Well, that means that if you got Moderna, you got more than three times the active ingredients and the spike protein and the, you know, the lipid nanoparticles, the hard fatty casings, than if you got Pfizer. And it means that if you were 17, you know, you turn 18, you get three times the dosage, even though you're the same size and weight. Right. So it's catastrophic. But, you know, as I say, an experiment, the internal documents show that Pfizer removed the 100 microgram dose because of its, quote unquote, reactogenicity, because the adverse events were measurably higher. But people who took Moderna weren't told, oh, look, there's a problem with your dose. Uh, Don't get a booster or don't get a second dose or make sure your doctor follows you carefully for cancers or for you know other problems you may be having. No, this was kept secret. Now, you have to remember that the Bears reporting system is voluntary. So th- anything that you read on these reports are way underreported, more than likely. Very true. Now, let Very- me ask you a question. Promoting this and doing it the way they've done, is it about the money? And the reason I ask that, because Bill Gates said he made $200 billion in one month. He mm-hmm. told people that. That's rec- on recording. He also is the one who said he wants to reduce the world's population by 15%. Mm-hmm. And, of course, his uh, ex-wife called him an evil genius. Evil part I will have to agree with. When you're looking at this situation, is it about the money? Are they making that much money off of this? Uh, well, you're asking. Or, or, or yeah. is it to, to suppress the world population? What is it about? Why would they be foisting such a evil thing upon the uh, people not of america but of the entire world and why my other question is 
why do they not allow valid treatments, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine? They're coming in with uh, remdesivir, which isn't really that good, causes kidney problems. Is it all about the money, uh, Naomi? Is that what it is? Um, I, I'm going to give you my best guess, right, from having looked right. at this massive crime. And, and this really does mirror this theory that I put forward in my book, The Bodies of Others. So this is like even more evidence of what I argued there, which is that basically there's been an attack on the West, an attack on America, and, and really an attack on the human race by a small, ah, group, yep, by a small group of right. bad actors, notably uh, big tech, uh, just using pharma. I don't think pharma is even the main driver. The World Economic Forum and the Chinese Communist Party and, and Bill, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation um, and some other bad nonprofits. So now that I've seen these documents, the scale of the crimes, the fact that the FDA didn't stop this, and they knew, you know, which means that they weren't scared of the White House, right? Because they report to the White House. Uh, it's been, and you look at the state of America with an open border, with our food, food supply right. being disrupted, with, you know, martial law declared and then backed away from right over the border, uh, with the open-ended emergency law declaration that people aren't even paying attention to that President Biden issued last month, um, with men of fighting age coming over the border and being shipped and deployed to different places around the country without any real awareness of where they're going. Um, And you look at the targeting of our kids in the last two years and the masking of children. And I go into this a lot in the bodies of others, the way masking uh, reduces kids' uh, cognitive skills. They lose 21 points in IQ. They lose language skills. Uh, you know, schools have been turned into a place of bullying and harassment of parents. Uh, kids are being treated like they don't belong. Decision-making doesn't belong to parents. There's nothing I can conclude. And, and one other piece of evidence I found through my own research and reporting that BioNTech, which Bill Gates invested $55 million in, in September of 2019, right, then right. in January of 2020 to March of 2020, BioNTech, which is not an American company, it's not even a German company, it's a German company that formed a, a, an alliance, a partnership with a Chinese company called Fosun Pharmaceuticals, whose CEO is a high-ranking member of the Chinese Communist Party. The best thing I can conclude is that we're under attack and that we have to look at the harms in the Pfizer documents, and this is a question, not an answer, but it's an important question, as a possible national security breach. Because look at who got mandated. It was pilots. It was the military. It was doctors and nurses, right? We lost him as one of our, you know. First, First responders, right. First responders. It was, you know, police. It was people who keep America safe and secure. Um, look at what it does to have thousands and thousands of malformed babies. You know, a lot of military women are married to military men, right? Now right. they're going to be caring right. for impaired babies and children. Um, look at how we lost special operatives, special forces members who quit, highly trained you know, men and, and women who quit after being mandated. You know, all that 
skill, all that knowledge uh, gone. So the fact that thousands of people, like I'm a former political consultant, and this does not look normal, right? Because normally someone in the FDA would go, well, I don't want a scandal, but I better point the finger at Pfizer and stop this because otherwise we'll be in trouble with the White House because it'll burn everyone's political capital for the midterms and for the next election. But no one, no one did that, right? And so it suggests to me that this is a captured White House and that our adversaries really are, you know, in a decision-making position with this White House and down the chain of command um, and that the World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, are making decisions with Dr. Fauci, with the CDC, above the heads of the White House. And you know, right. assuming that the White House isn't going to stop them, and and it's well, decisions that that help China and help big tech, but don't help the American people. Fauci went over and helped to weaponize it through his patent, where he got paid with uh, <laughs> on HIV. And Bill Gates had a patent on Corona for through the Peerbright Institute in London. Let me ask you hmm. one other question. It really, really bothers me. That's because of why they're not talking about receptor sites. Children don't have receptor sites developed. We should not be taking ibuprofen or ACE inhibitors. We'll talk about that when we return. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Take the shot, mask up. That's what they're telling people. They're not telling people, don't take ibuprofen. You can take acetaminophen, you can take aspirin, but ibuprofen forms receptor sites for the COVID, as does uh, anybody taking ACE inhibitors, which is blood pressure medicine. Now, you've also got the illegals coming over, and right now, the leading cause of death among uh, Americans, 18 to 45, is what? Fentanyl overdoses. Plus, in the middle of a pandemic, having open borders. This is, you look at that, and then you've got the lack of treatment, not allowing things that they know work. As a matter of fact, you want to get ivermectin, they'll confiscate it. You want to get hydroxy, you can get it in Mexico, you can get it in India, you can get it in other countries over the counter, but you can't get it here. They know it works, and they know that both ivermectin and hydroxy work and they're cheap, but they will not let people have it. And they throw you out. They fired a nurse in Florida, brought her up on charges for suggesting that maybe that uh, for 
this uh, fellow's wife, he should get her ivermectin. She died. The nurse mm-hmm. got fired. I mean, this is this is what's happening in this country. Uh, it it is it is, in my opinion, Naomi. I think it's demonic yes. what's happening. It's demonic. Yes, I agree. And I hate to use that term, but it's the only term that fits. This is demonic, satanic. What's going on? We as a people have to get back, and we've got to say enough, enough. Uh, when when you get banned from uh, Twitter, like I was, and they said, well, number one, it didn't fit with the consensus, and it didn't follow the protocol of the World Health Organization. I'm sorry. Since when does the World Health Organization and a consensus depend? A consensus of one who is right is a, is a, where I want to be. I want to be with the truth. The truth is what I want, and you can only get it through through intelligent discourse like we're having right now. If someone doesn't agree with you, fine. Show us proof where you disagree. Otherwise, I'm not telling you to shut up. I'm just saying, let us speak also. We've got to have good discourse on either side. Otherwise, we've lost our country. Yeah. Yeah, sadly, I agree. Sorry. Yeah. This is not just about this. This is about our country, but it's more than health. But it is about our lives. That's what we don't understand now. I mean, this is... You are fighting a critical battle, and God bless you for doing it. Well, thank you. And again, I'm just reporting. It's these 2,500 amazing volunteers and these 250 lawyers who are doing the heavy lifting. But I, I do want to, you know, agree with you. It, like, I'm a kind of very conventionally trained and educated person, but I think we have to talk about, you know, a spiritual battle at this point with this we material. Do. because. You know, I wrote an essay which I said, like, the demonic nature and the kind of satanic level of evil that this war on humans represents, uh, and the detail and the scale and the ability to delude, you know, millions of people and leaders around the world into these Nazi-like behaviors and behaviors based on hate and harming others and estranging children from their families, this is, you know, beyond what mere human beings are capable of. So I wrote that you know, the, the evil that I'm seeing makes me believe in God because, you know, you need to have a beneficent force that this evil force is arrayed against. Um, and, yeah, I think we have to, I don't see, I don't see that we can get out of this by ourselves alone. I do, like, I'm not proselytizing. I'm not telling people what to do. It's very personal, your faith, you know, practices. But I personally have started to just pray to God for help because, you know, this is a month. This is a monstrosity, larger in scale than Nazism. Now you can help by going to dailyclout.io. Go up to her website, dailyclout.io, and also get a copy of the Body of Others. You really explain what's going on: the authoritarians, the war against humans, the demonic war against humans. You have been on the forefront of this. You didn't want to go down this path, did you, any more than I did? No. No, indeed. <laughs> By no means. I, I'd rather be on the right side of history and, you know, standing up for my fellow human beings. You've got to be honest with yourself, and we have to be honest with ourselves. Uh, some people are making so much money off of this, the Bill Gates, the Fauci's, and some of these, that they are sacrificing people the world over. And there will have to be a special place in hell for people to do things like that because 
what benefits a man to gain all the riches and lose your soul? Mm-hmm. People are losing their soul daily. People are losing their lives daily. Mm-hmm. And God bless you for what you've done. Thank you, Thank Naomi you. Wolf. Thank you Remember, very much. the bodies of others. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.